it's my name's Dwayne, like Dan said. I've been here for 17 years um, at North Bay, and it's been a blessing. It's just truly been great. Um, so a little bit about my background. Um, I actually met Dan before he was a pastor here. Um, in 1995, I was a missionary down in Tijuana, Mexico, and Dan came down with a bunch of rowdy kids from Idaho, um, and so they were, we went out and did some mission work with Dan, and that's the first time I met him, and then when we interviewed, we were doing pastor interviews, you know, this guy comes along, and I'm like, man, he looks really familiar, and so anyway, we played a little bit of Dutch bingo and figured out that, yeah, we knew each other from Mexico, so... It's been, it's been a you know, blessing to get to know Dan and be part of this church for, for so long. Um, so a little bit about how Hands of Hope started. Um, in 1995, I was uh, down in Mexico and I served down there with YWAM for three years. Um, as I was down there in 1998, a gentleman came up to me and he goes, hey, how would you, uh, how would you like to do a mission trip over in Africa? And I'm like, oh man, that'd be great. Um, warm weather, it's going to be awesome. And he goes, yeah, we're going we're gonna to build an orphanage in Sierra Leone, and, and so that's where we want to go. I'm like, okay, you know, how much money? And he gave me the amount, and I was like, oh, okay. But God provided, and uh, the day before we were supposed to leave, a coup broke out in Sierra Leone, and he called me, and he goes, hey, the trip got canceled, but I got another opportunity. How would you like to go to Malawi? Well, I didn't hear Malawi. I heard Maui, and I'm like, dude, I, I can serve Jesus in Maui. That would be great. He goes, no, 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 Malawi. And I'm like, uh, okay, where is Malawi? And he goes, oh, it's in Africa. You'll be fine. I'm like, okay. So I head to the airport, not even knowing where this little country was, which it is uh, about a 28-and-a-half-hour plane ride there and about a 36-hour plane ride home. So it's, a, it, it's not the greatest. Uh, but it's okay. Uh, so anyway, I flew over there, um, got to meet some amazing people. Um, I met my, my future wife there. Um, and if we could, I got a slide here of my family. They're not here today. Unfortunately, the bug um, has been running through my family. So this, this was this year when we were in Malawi. Um, we had the opportunity to go um, this July and August. My niece got married over there. Um, and so we were able to go over there, and, and we were excited so we could work in Area 23 over there as well, and which is part of what, what Hands of Hope does is we provide um, education. Uh, we do an after-school tutoring uh, for children because over there we all know that education is the way out of poverty. Malawi, um, to give you a, just a little taste of what it's like, so here our minimum wage I think is going up to $15 an hour come January 1st. Over there, it's $50 a month. So we sit there and we say, oh, okay, $50 a month. Well, things must be cheap there. Gas was $7.50 a gallon. Um, so if that can kind of give you, we went to the grocery store one day and, and my kids wanted some cornflakes, Kellogg's cornflakes, and I looked at the price and that Dutchman in me came out. And I'm like, I'm not paying $11 for cornflakes. Um, but now they, they have their staple food. They don't, you know, a lot of the imported stuff is more expensive. But so anyway, while we were in Malawi, um, we were able to visit uh, Area 23. And, and but things are a little, how do you say, a little crazy sometimes over there. Um, with the cost of goods, inflation, you know, inflation has no border. Um, things have just gotten crazy over there price wise. 
And so when we left in July, the church, and, and God bless all of you, have donated money. And so we were able to buy some, some corn over there to hand out to people. And so that price has doubled in price and going on its way to tripling. So for a lot of people, that four-week supply of food is almost their entire paycheck. Um, and so anyway, while we're there, we, we visit Area 23, and it was a great time. And we were heading out um, to go to a different location near closer to where my niece was getting married. Well, this is where things kind of got a little crazy. Um, as we're driving, uh, we noticed I was looking up ahead, and driving there is just absolutely crazy. Like my wife, who was born and raised there, she would not drive over there. She's like, mm-mm. Not for me. Well, Dan's probably driven with me in Mexico, and I, I feel right at home driving there. So we're driving down the road, and we notice that there's these big stones across the road, and my wife goes, oh, no. And I'm like, what? She goes, they're going to rob us. And I'm like, what? She goes, they're going to rob us. You've got you to go down on the shoulder. You've got to go around it. And we're, I'm like, uh, uh, there's people there. She goes, go around it. And so I headed right towards the crowd of people, and... Some of them dispersed. Some of them kind of rode on the car for a little bit. Um, so we got through there, and I'm like, whew, my adrenaline was running, you know, and I'm like, man, this is just crazy. What is going on? And my wife's like, oh, Lord, just be with us. you got to be with us. So then we get another couple miles down the road, and I see some burning tires across the road and more people, and I'm like, oh, no. My wife's like, we got to go around it again, and I'm like, I've watched enough Dukes of Hazard. I can go right through that. <laughs> so we went through the burning tires, and we got through it, and, and we were like, oh, man, this is crazy. And, you know, and we're all shaking. We're all nervous, and the kids are like, Dad, what, what's going on? And I'm just, like, super focused, right? And so we're like, ah, you know, they're protesting prices. And so I'm like, okay, Lord, I hope this is it. And we keep driving a little bit, and all of a sudden we see up ahead a lot of people and a lot of stones across the road. And they're, they're about, the rocks are about a little bit bigger than a basketball. And their hope is that you'll stop and then they will rob you. Now this isn't the whole country, this is a, just a small group of people. So we're going up there and there was probably maybe 100, 150 people standing on the sides of the road. And my wife goes, you gotta go through them again. And I'm like, oh, honey, I don't, I, she goes, it's us or them. And we knew that that was going to be the situation. We had everything with us, all of our money, all of our luggage, everything. So my wife was just, she just started praying out loud. She goes, Lord, just protect us. Keep us safe. Just keep us safe. So I hit the throttle and I started going through this crowd of people. Well, they were prepared and the bricks and the rocks and the sticks started coming. They hit the passenger door so hard that the inside handle hit my son on his ribs. They had a rock the size of a basketball. And the one guy threw it right at the windshield. My wife was praying. She goes, Jesus, keep us safe. Protect us in Jesus' name. That rock hit the windshield, rolled off, and left a scratch on the window. It did not shatter. We had no broken glass. Now, the car we were driving, hmm, it took a beating. Um, I would say over here it was probably five to $7,000 worth of damage. Um, but we were able to continue. So we get through there. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, please, not another one. I just, this is enough. And we start driving, and my wife goes, you got to pull over. You got to pull over. We got to collect ourselves. So we pull over a little bit, and my wife goes, we got to find a place to go. And I'm like, okay, well, let's just keep driving a little bit. So we get back on the road, 
And all I see is people ahead. And I'm like, oof, this is not good. Of course, I'm, I gotta protect my family, right? That's, God gave me a family, I gotta protect them. So my wife sees this lodge, it's called Victory Lodge, and rightfully so. We pulled in, we honked the horn, there's a gate around it, you know, about a six foot fence. We honk the horn, a lady comes running from the crowd, opens the gate and lets us in. And we're like, hey, you know, we know what's going on. We're just a little fearful. Can we stay here? Well, you know, and the guy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, not a problem, you know. And he goes, it'll be 12,000 um, quatches to stay, which is $12. And I'm like, I'll pay 12 bucks to stay safe. So we paid the $12, and we were sitting there. My wife, she's on the phone in the room, and my son and I were a little bit more adventurous. We're like, hey, let's go peek through the gate and see what's happening. Well, we peek through the gate, and there's hundreds of people. And all you can hear is cars getting smashed and windows getting broke out. And you see a pickup drive by with no glass left in it. And you're like, oh, Lord, just be with us, right? Protect us. And then all of a sudden, we saw tear gas flying through the air. And we're like, oof, we probably should run. So we took off running for the room. And we didn't quite make it a little bit. Our eyes were a little burning, a little bit of coughing. But we get in the room, and my wife's on the phone. And she's like, da, 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 you know, talking in her language, which I have no understanding of it at all which is beneficial at times. <laughs> and so we're sitting there, and, and she's like, okay, hey, in 20 minutes, the military's going to be here, and they're going to get us out of here. I'm like, what? How do you, what, what? How do you know the military's coming? She goes, oh, I got connections. Well, so it found out that somebody who she went to Bible college with over there knew somebody in the military base right there. So sure enough, about 20 minutes later, the military shows up, we're loading the car, and we get out to um, the hotel that we were staying at. And it was a, you know, it really showed us that God provided for us, right? That he, his provision there and his protection was just way more than I could have ever imagined. You know, the, the first reaction would be to be angry at the people and say, oh, I'm never going back to Malawi. They're just so violent. They're so evil. Well, if we had that same mentality here, we wouldn't leave our houses, right? I mean, we can't judge a whole country by a handful of people. So it was really, it was really a, a, a crazy time. So what we do over there in, in Area 23, and, and I'll show you what some of the things that the church has done that we've already done over there. So this is the church over there. We have about, there's about 250, 300 people go to the church. There's no windows um, in the church. It's, there's a few light bulbs. Um, and there, our church, over the last, I think, 15 years, has helped build this facility. So you'll see the next one, um, the next slide over there. That is their facilities. Um, so they don't have running water in this area. So that is, that is used as the, you know, for their facilities. Then we also, our church has been really um, been able to bless them. I think we have some pictures of, this is one of the classrooms, Sunday school classrooms that we've helped build as a church. Um, that will, there's about, I think we got a slide in there. We'll see the next one. There's a, um, a chalkboard. This is also used for after school tutoring, which is, you know, a big thing that we do. And then we have another one. We'll, we have a little video here. Um, this is how many kids pack in there. This was kind of a slower they put my whole family up front, which was kind of awkward at the time. But um, so then we, I think we have a, do we have one more? There we go.
I mean, they're they're very happy. Just they love the Lord, and this is this is every Sunday, every day that they're there. They they're just happy. And in fact, in in one of the areas we were staying, you would hear the kids singing on their way to school in the morning. And I was like, wow, that's refreshing. You know, my kids sing in the morning too on the way to school. Ah, I don't want to go there, Dad, please. But these kids are happy because they know that education is the way out of poverty. And so for many of them, they go days without food. Um, And it it is, Area 23 is, is the poorest area in Malawi. And, and we, we've been just blessed enough to reach out to them and get to know the pastor of this church. And, and it's just, it's really amazing. And so as a congregation, we, we, the challenge is, is the needs are great all over the world. They're great here in our country. But for $22, we can buy a family a bag of maize. And I think we have... Um, the pictures. So that right there is, this is what we purchased um, for $700. Now half of that, there's 50 bags are. So half of that now, we can only buy 25 bags or so for, for $700. But we were able to bless 50 families for about five to six weeks for food. And what they do is that's all corn. They grind it down, they make flour, they make food. And it's kind of a staple. And then they use like, uh, collard greens or chicken to go with it if they can provide that. But a lot of times all they have is they use that for a porridge. And you know, I think one of the big things is, and in Hebrews thirteen sixteen, it says, do not forget to do good and share with others for which such sacrifices God is pleased. I know for me and I look at my spending and, and I'm thinking, hey, $22 really isn't that much. I mean, that's like a half a trip to Starbucks now. You know, and so we're looking to feed 200 families this Christmas season. And so there's just so many opportunities um, over there. We also, part of our funds that we do is, is for education. I think we have a picture, if we could, of a young lady. Oh, that's us handing out the maze. Um, and that's the group right here. This is how many people show up um, to hand out the food. And so they're all, this is from a Sunday service that we were at. And so it was just really amazing to see them. And they're just so happy. And even if they would have got 25 pounds, they would have been just so happy because they're they're getting something. And, And it's, you know, most of the children there, you'll see the bright colors. Those are church uniforms and stuff like that. They all wear different bright colors. And, and there's one young lady, I think, Yes, the one with the polka dots next to my wife. Um, I'm the white guy, if you didn't know. Um, so the, the young lady with the red and white there, she is um, one of our students. She actually started out 15 years ago in that program, um, getting tutored after school. She has now gone through college. We help pay for her college, and she helps at the church every Sunday. Um, that's part of the thing is we will help you go to school, but you're going to help give back to the church. And so it was a real blessing to see her, and she was so excited to see us and calls us mom and dad, and, and it's just a blessing. And, you know, those blessings, we serve a God who, I mean, let's be honest, we have way more than we could actually ever use in all reality. I mean, how many of us can actually park in our garages, right? Um, and so 
what we want is we just want to give a little bit back because God's given us so much and, and, and given us stuff that we really don't deserve. And so one of the ways we have a website out, we have, um, it's Hands of Hope Malawi. Um, we also have uh, Instagram and Facebook. One of the things that, that out of this whole trip um, is that when we were there, the hospitality is something that I've never, um, have never experienced before. After the riots, people were like, hey, come to our house. We, we're in a safe area. We can keep you safe. Or, hey, we heard what happened. Can you come over? We're going to provide dinner for you. Our whole entire trip, um, when we stayed at people's houses, that's where we stayed most of the time, not one time did we buy food. Um, we offered, and they're like, no, 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 you're our guest. Now, these are people that are making 50 to to $100 a month, and they're feeding us. And that's a very humbling experience, because you're like, oh, um, no, this isn't right. I, I will buy you the food. No, no, no. No, 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 uncle, you just you sit down. We got it. And it's very humbling. And just to think that, you know, I always think about the verse in the Bible where the lady has the coins and, and she gives it, the only thing she has is two copper coins. And I think to myself, how many times have I kind of passed the buck a little bit? I see a need and I'm like, ah, somebody else will help that out. You know, there's somebody else. But you know, God's given us all different gifts and we can use those gifts in so many different ways. You know, maybe, you know, I saw the forecast for this week. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but that nasty S word is in it. So maybe the Lord gave you a strong back and you can serve by digging your neighbors out. Or you can provide meals for someone who maybe not have meals. We have so many gifts and so many talents that we're so scared to use because I'll be honest, I, I was a little nervous about coming up here. I'm like, ah, I, I, I can't publicly speak. I get a little nervous. I get shaky. But I knew that God had given me this gift and that I can share what we're doing over there and have you guys become a part of that. And so it's really important that for all of us to realize that during this Thanksgiving, that we need to be thankful for everything that God has given us. And, and as we celebrate Christmas and, and we see the needs in other countries. Now, our goal is just to share what we're doing over there. We're not here to guilt people. I don't want money from people who feel like they, they're guilted into giving money because we want to give with a joyful heart. And that's our biggest issue that we see is so many often. I don't want to put up pictures like they do on TV of these starving children with bloated stomachs. Manipulation is not what we're about. We're about the love of Jesus. And we ask that if you do give, give out of love because there's so many people in this area and we're just targeting one little area over there. Area 23 probably has 20,000 people in it. You know, Malawi is the size of Pennsylvania, but it's got 20 million people. And, and it is the second or third poorest in the entire world. And so if we could give just a little bit slice of our pie to them, we can make a huge difference. You know, first, first Peter 4 says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. You may not be able to give 500 bags of corn, but you may be able to give one or even a half a bag. And that's all we're asking. We're just asking that this ministry would be on your hearts, on your prayer list, for all the people over there. Because as times get tough for us, as, as we see in our grocery stores, 
it's tougher for them because they don't have what we have. And so I would just ask that you would just prayfully think about this, prayfully give if you can, and that's all we're looking for. And I just want to say thank you for, for 15 years of support. Um, it's been amazing to see this area transformed. Um, there's also, you know, we've had, we've had local businesses donate things as well. And, and the crazy thing is, is a few years ago, um, a, a business in Linden called Rico Branding donated um, like almost $10,000 worth of clothing. And we shipped it over there and we got it over there and the pastor was like, you know, we're overwhelmed with clothes. And he goes, so these kids in the church went out to another poor area and gave. They didn't hoard it. And to me, that says something. That's something that we should all think about. Are we hoarding what we have from God? Are we scared to give that out? And so I just want to end just with a thank you for all of you, and, and I pray that God would bless you and keep you safe this season. Thank you. Thank you. That was really good, Dwayne. Thank you. Just sharing not only what's going on over there, just your heart, you know, and we do thank God for sparing your life and your family. I mean, that's scary stuff. Uh, I, I want to invite our team, worship team to come. We're going to have a time of communion here. I can't think of a better appropriate time to end our Thanksgiving weekend than giving thanks back to God for what Jesus has done for us. And so we take time to remember him here. If you're online, I just encourage you to grab you know, cracker juice or coffee or toast or whatever you have uh, that you have this morning if you're joining us live, uh, as well as if you have in your, your chairs, there is a, a little package there with the cracker and juice. Go ahead and just open that up. And we're in a moment here, we're going to participate together to, to remember the Lord's table. But I just want to follow up with, with what Dwayne shared on Hands of Hope. I know that we've been in the giving season and, and many of you have been giving and, and giving, giving, giving. And I want to tell you, even last weekend when we put out the need for the Ukraine refugee family, over $1,000 came from, from Sunday morning. So way to go, way to just go and God, I, I just feel glad to do that. And, and it, we're not here to ring you out anymore at the end of the year. But as, as Dwayne said, if you feel compelled, maybe, maybe you're still looking, say, God, how do you want us to be generous here in this Christmas season, and you feel like you haven't really took some steps, you felt led today to give. I know my family, we're going to, my wife and I, we're going to be giving a few bags. 20, so $22 a bag of maize, corn maize, will feed a family about four to six. It's kind of, they again, there's other things they eat with it, but it's a, it's a main staple. That's pretty awesome that we could do that. And so you can do that by marking on the envelope if you're giving in person here. And, and Mark, uh, put it under missions under that account. You put HOH, and that could that can go direct. That'll go directly this week to that, and that'll get over there to Malawi. Or you can do it online on the missions on the missions tag in your giving online to do that. But as God leads you, prepared uh, this week. If you're in groups, you're going to be spending some time reflecting on how when Jesus healed those ten lepers, only one came back and thanked him. He healed them, and we never know what happened to the other nine. We can speculate. They just got busy. They got, they got busy doing different things. And, and, and what happens when we, when we receive from the Lord, one of the things that we, we pray and God answers, and then we move on to the next thing, don't we? The next need and the next. 
and, and we forget many times, and I know at times, thanking God for what he's done. You know, it's, it's a beautiful thing, that one, that one came back, and it's, it says that then Jesus blessed him. Now, he, he healed them all, then he came back and he blessed them. I think there's something, there's something powerful that, again, not on us receiving and receiving and receiving, but there's a special blessing in, in a place of gratitude when we give back to God that way and we, we give honor and praise for what he's done. That's where blessing comes in our life. And I was just thinking how Dwayne was sharing about the, the, the families and, and, and his own family, but even in the church where they, they were blessed in you know, surviving in a sense, I mean, not being really harmed at all. Uh, with that riot they experienced, but there was sympathy or empathy given to them, but they couldn't, they couldn't, they could not, re not receive from them. They, they wanted to give, they wanted to give, and they gave out of really nothing. You know, I, I, I know we're in the middle of a, the influenza, right? The, the flu season that we're experiencing, but I wonder if there's another virus that we, that's plagued us, and this is even prior to the pandemic, and it's affected all of us. Like, let's just admit it. It's affected all of us. You could call it affluenza. That we, that there's been, we've experienced so much affluence in our lives that we're, we're inundated so much that we, what we find is we're actually not necessarily very grateful, but we, we find ourselves greedier and greedier. How many are more? It's never enough. There's never enough. When we're in that place of, of more in our lives, and I, I remember Jesus you know, I was reflecting in, in Revelation where he told a, an affluent church of Laodicea. Again, this probably could speak of the Church of America today. This is, what, this is what Jesus says. He says, you say, I'm rich. I've acquired wealth and, and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. What is Jesus? Pretty, pretty harsh words, but he, what is he saying is you're not realizing that it's not in what you have your wealth, your physical wealth. It, it's not that. It's, it's the spiritual depravity because somehow we have exchanged the, the physical for the spiritual, that somehow we're, we're thinking we're needing that over needing God, and that's the level of poverty. Jesus was gathering with his, his disciples and, and in a house in and, and Bethany. And Mary Magdalene, who had been a close follower of Jesus and watched him heal people and do amazing things and had this love and allegiance toward the Lord. In one moment, she takes expensive perfume. It, it, the Bible says it's a year's worth of wages and breaks the perfume on Jesus' feet, like dumps it all out in just this alabaster jar and it's, it spills all over his feet and she wipes her hair with the perfume. And it's just this very undignified thing to do, let alone the expense it was. And, and it was Jews, of course it was Jews was the one that says, that's so expensive, we could have fed many, many people with it. And, and of course he, was in, he, he had a motive of greed. But Jesus, he rebuked them, saying, no, no, no. This, this, what she's doing is, is, is a blessing. And he says these words. He says this. He says, therefore, I tell you, to her recognizing that many sins have been forgiven at 
her great love has been shown. But whoever has been forgiven little loves little. It's when we recognize how deprived we are, how, how sinful that we are, how spiritual poverty we are, that we recognize how much richly God has blessed us. What's beautiful about this experience this woman, did, Mary, did was that not only the fragrance that was put on the feet of Jesus, but she experiencing the blessing of that fragrance as well. And that's the beauty and that's the blessing that, that God has for us when we honor him and recognize him for what he is. Someone said that the greatest gift that God has given us awakens man's deepest gratitude. What did God give? He gave everything. John 3.16 in the Amplified says this, for, for God so loved and dearly prized the world that he and, and even gave up his only begotten unique son so that whoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, relies on him shall not perish, come to destruction or be lost, but have eternal everlasting life. There's no greater moment and opportunity this Thanksgiving weekend as we maybe have gathered and feasted around tables, Thanksgiving tables, to, to finish our weekend gathering around the Lord's table and simply giving thanks and gratitude. We had a moment of prayer where we, Jake encourages us to be thankful and to, to reflect on his love. Could we do that here in this moment? what Jesus has done. And you might, be, you might have came in here with need. You might have came in here and going, I feel lacking. Can we grab perspective here today? Can we do that as a church? Not for what your physical needs are, as though there might be need, but how much God has given his very son to us, that, that that's all we need. And then out of that great need for the forgiveness of our sin and the cleansing of our, of our lives and the purity of the, 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 the body and blood of Jesus upon us, that we can, we can live a life of gratitude. And in that place of gratitude, we can bless and we can give and we can express and, and be generous into this, this holiday season that's always, always filled with greed. What better way to enter this season by doing and remembering the Lord in this moment. So as you hold the bread, Jesus says, this is his body. This body that would be beaten, that would be broken, that would be put to death for us. The, the, the life of Jesus represented here that we can now remember him and his body, body of Christ broken for us. Let's eat in remembrance of him. He held up this cup. If you study the Hebrew tradition, it was the cup of suffering. It represented a cup of infliction that Jesus held this cup. And he says, this is a new agreement. My very blood is a new covenant that I'm making with all of mankind so that through the forgiveness 
of, of the, the cleansing of my blood, there'll be forgiveness of sins for everyone to receive purity of mind and heart and of body and the forgiveness of sin. Drink in remembrance of me. Let's pray together. Jesus, we, even in, the, even in this expression, Lord, you, you called us to remember. You called us to do this, to remember you. And, and the Lord, the reason you called us to do this, we, we forget. We forget. We, we, we somehow are like those lepers. We, we, we receive so much from you. We receive healing and, and restoration. And, and, and there's, a, there, there's miracles that, we, that happen, answers to prayer. And then we quickly go on in our life. And, and, and then we're in need again and we pray again. And, and so, Lord, we, just, we ask that you would, well, we just repent of that, Lord, that we, of our ungrateful attitude. Lord, that at times that we've found ourselves doing that. That we can be so full with food and yet still lacking spiritually in, in, in a place of poverty, Lord. God, thanks for the reminder today. Thanks for the, the work of Hands of Hope. The work that we get to be involved with, the, the selflessness that, that really takes it, that many of us will never make it to Area 23 in Malawi, Africa, but we we get we've given our heart to them. We've given we've given years of giving and supporting in the work, Lord, and the prayer, Lord, and we're seeing transformation take place. Lord, some of us might even feel like this is an opportunity to give and, and to support and to give uh, to this ministry there here in this Christmas season, Lord. We would pray and we would believe for what you're doing there. But, but Lord, we take a moment and we just say thank you for what you have given us and provided for us. Jesus, your very son to come and to meet our need of forgiveness of our sin and the eternal life that we have with you. Lord, it's not trite. It's not just something that we, we, we God, forgive us of taking it for granted of this deep, deep work because of your great love for us. And so, Lord, what, what better way for us to, to express in this moment of thankfulness, Lord? And so some way, Lord, somehow, Lord, will you, by your spirit, uh, just fill us this, this holiday season with your spirit of, of a, genera, a place of generosity because of the deep gratitude we have in you. The Lord, none of us would move in guilt and compulsion of have-tos of anything. God, we want to give. We want to give out of great gratitude for all you've given us, Lord. And we pray that over us as a church body and into this community and into this another wonderful opportunity this holiday season as we remember this great coming of you, the Advent season, celebrating your birth, Jesus how you transformed lives and you've done it through us, Lord, and will do it through us again this season. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you to stand as we close in this final song, as we express worship to the Lord. And if you need any kind of prayer or anything, please let us know before you leave. Don't leave here in need. Respond to the Lord 
uh, here today. And, and just if, if you have any questions or want to talk more about what God is doing in Malawi, talk to Dwayne. He'll be here after the service. Thank you for all that you're doing. Here we go, guys. Let's go into this Christmas season with, filled with gratitude in the heart. Let's sing together as we close. Have a great day.